Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Nest Realty and Realtor Janet Oppenheimer. A senior resource specialist, Janet serves the Asheville, North Carolina area. Visit nestrealty.com and look for your trusted mountain community advisor, Janet Oppenheimer. And by Asheville Farms. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store at 28 North Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who are committed to educating and taking action to protect our planet. So after about two years, I finally ventured out to another country. And on my bucket list was Costa Rica, a place with insane biodiversity where everything seems to slow down. I wanted to search for sloths, discover waterfalls, and learn more about the Costa Rican lifestyle, especially around sustainability and conservation. And I'll tell you, once you have visited here, you'll understand the true meaning of Pura Vida, a term you hear a lot when you say hello or goodbye. In Costa Rica, it's more than a saying. It's a way of life. I'll tell you, I could really feel the happiness. And one of my very favorite stops on our road trip was Manuel Antonio, a tiny beach town down on the Pacific coast. The first thing we did was visit the Manuel Antonio National Park. Although it's the country's smallest national park, the stunning beauty and diversity of wildlife is really unbelievable. And there's such a charming combination of rainforest and beaches and coral reefs. 
Well, our tour guide in the park is my guest today on Speaking of Travel. Melenji Araja Masis was born in Costa Rica and moved to Manuel Antonio on the Pacific side of the country in 2005 to work in the tourist industry as a naturalist guide. Her knowledge of conservation, wildlife, and history provided an experience we'll always remember fondly. And welcome, Melenji. It is so great to have you on Speaking of Travel. Thank you, Marilyn, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here and talk about one of the places that everybody comes to visit in Costa Rica, Manuel Antonio, mm -hmm. full of biodiversity and beautiful beaches, as you mentioned. It is such a beautiful place, and I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to come down there and to have you as our tour guide because you were able to really focus and show us so much and talk to us so much. So, Malinche, give us a little backstory for you. You were born in Costa Rica. How did you decide to move to this particular place to do the kind of work that you're doing now? Well, I started uh, tourism when I was 18 years old, and I moved in 2005 to Manuel Antonio. And it's such a magic place, so many mountains and beach and all the biodiversity there uh, get me involved in to do more for the planet and do projects of conservation of mangroves. So I studied natural resources management and I started working more in programs of recycling, cleaning beaches and all this together. made me think that I can teach uh, my tourists and my guests about conservation in the tours, in the normal tours, not only showing the slots and the monkeys. I could do something different and that's what I'm doing now. Well, let's have a... Let's have a little history lesson here about conservation in Costa Rica, because I, I'm not sure, but I think it's one of the countries that really had a vision for conservation a long time ago. How did that even unfold for the country? Yeah, Costa Rica became independent from Spain in 1821. And a few years later, in 1828, the government started thinking on conservation. They uh, create or they put the government, the local governments to, to do reforestation of programs and protect the river areas and the plantations because they saw the, the agriculture is taking over the, the, the areas close to the national parks and they decided to protect them since then. And in 1935, the ex-president Ricardo Jimenez Oriamuno established Caño Island National Park as an area of conservation. And by 1955, the ex-president, Jose Figueres Ferrer, established a Poas Volcano and Irazú Volcano as a national parks to protect the areas in the Central Valley. So it has been going on for a very long time. And I know when I was there, everything was just so lush and green. And it, it almost felt very prehistoric, Melinji, mm -hmm. as, if, as if the planet right there was still intact to the way it was back in the beginning of time almost. Mm -hmm. Do you mm -hmm. feel that sense when you're out in the in the rainforest and in the in the countryside yeah the national parks are like like uh, an area for protect the ecosystem the animals need to survive it's like a biological islands so it's very important because the government saw the the uh, the idea to protect these areas in middle of manuel antonio you see this is such a important area very small but important for the squirrel monkeys and all the animals that live there and I still feeling, yeah, in love with these places. 
is magical, always beautiful. Well, magical is definitely a word that comes to mind. When we were uh, going through the park there, which I had mentioned, it's it's the smallest national park there in Costa Rica, but it has so much diversity. Uh, mm-hmm. It just seemed like wherever we were walking, there was something to see and, and everything was living in harmony. Is that pretty much the way it works in the national park there? Yeah, this is the smallest national park and this is the most visited park of Costa Rica. Costa Rica has 5% of the biodiversity of the planet. So everywhere you look, is different types of plants. We have 100 different types of bats, uh, two species of sloth, four kinds of monkeys, and one subspecies monkey. So yes, so many different types of plants and colors that you can see in this national park. That's what makes it the most popular. And give us an idea of the kind of background you have in being a guide and being able to give this wonderful history and know so much about the biodiversity and what's going on in the park. Well, I've been a uh, guide almost 16 years, and I've seen changes. I've seen uh, some good changes. The government decided to protect more and buy more lands every year to expand the national park in the highlands. I've seen a lot of cool things like, I don't know, baby slots giving birth and, I don't know, so many cool things. And, and this is definitely a, a gift, this place. As a naturalist, my job is to show this to the people and to understand the importance of places like this to conservation and other projects we're going to talk about later. It's important to protect all these ecosystems and all this wildlife. Melanji, when we come back from the break, let's talk about that. I want to get a little bit deeper into some of the conservation methods that you have and some of the projects that are really key examples in how Mm. the country supports and embraces uh, sustainability. So again, thank you so much for speaking with us today on Speaking of Travel from Costa Rica. It's just such a pleasure. I feel like uh, it's just like a closeness that I never wanted to end when I left. And now I get to continue here having you on the show. So thank you again for being here. And tell us how we can get information if somebody wanted to visit a website or get more information as they're listening to us. Sure, you can visit my website, my million tours. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, or you can just write me an email, milenji at hotmail.com. Easy enough. Well, we'll be right back with Melenge from Costa Rica. We'll be talking about uh, the, the forests and the sustainability and the conservation programs that are going on in Costa Rica. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Traveling to new places is good for everybody, but sometimes travel can be challenging. The good news is there are products available that can put your traveling concerns at ease. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store at 28 North Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com. It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in Western North Carolina. Or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. 
There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And I had the very good fortune to travel to Costa Rica just a couple of months ago. And it was a trip that I had been wanting to take for a long time. But then there was a pandemic and we weren't able to really travel. And it was my first trip internationally. And I have to say it was a life changer. I I feel a connection there. And I'm just so happy to have my guest today is Melenje Araja Masis. She was born in Costa Rica. She was actually our guide when we were visiting the Manuel Antonio National Park. And again, Melenji, I can't tell you how fortunate my entire family felt having you as our guide. It just made our adventure there in the park so much more bright. We had such a lovely time with you. And I, I want to talk to you more because when we were... Uh, when we were walking through the park, you were pointing out so many different species. You were, t- you were just telling us about all the diversity. Give us a little idea of some of the projects that are going on in your country that are really examples of why conservation has been so successful in Costa Rica. Yeah, thank you again, Marilyn, for having me. Well, to understand why the community or the local governments or Costa Rica get involved into protection, we have to understand a little bit about the problematic. Uh, the first of all is around this area. For example, the local communities were fishing in mangrove, they were fishing in the ocean, and they realized that the number of fish were not the same. And with the years, uh, the incrementation of urbanization uh, in the touristic area have a negative impact in natural resources. Uh, animals like silky anteaters or mangrove boa were less common than used to be before. And added to this, the palm plantation, the trim farms, the deforestations were isolating and, and damaging some of the species that we have uh, of flora and fauna in Costa Rica. So all these uh, um, projects are going to talk about, they saw this and they start working to save the rainforest. For example, the first project is uh, reforestation of mangrove in a community in Puerto Nispero. This is in the north part of Costa Rica, in the Pacific side. 99% of the mangrove is in the Pacific, and 1% is in the Caribbean side of Costa Rica. Uh, the mangrove are especially consistent with special conditions, like they need to have brackish water, floated lands, they have poor oxygen. So the ecosystem is important for us because they do what we call uh, ecosystematic uh, services. So things that we do or they do for us, they're super important. Like, for example, mangrove storage four times more carbon uh, than rainforest. So they clean in our, our oxygen. Uh, mangrove is a nursery for species the, like fish, like corbin, red snapper, sea bass, also species of crabs, clams, many mollusks. They're reproducing and living in the mangrove, even 80% of their lifetime spending in the mangrove. 
Mangrove is a refuge uh, for migratory birds like ospreys, cormorants, uh, Baltimore Orioles, great blue herons. All those birds are coming from North America here to the mangrove. And mangrove is a natural barrier against tropical storms, hurricanes, tsunamis, and of course, erosion. For all these um, important things the mangrove do for us, the community of Nispero and the north part of the Pacific of Costa Rica started the program of reforestation on mangrove. For more than 30 years, this community is fishing in this area and living uh, for what the mangrove provide them. The deforestation mangrove started in the 90s when they, they established the trim farms. And in 2019, the community and the CATI, which is an investigation center organization, start the mangrove plantations. And they plant and recover 143 hectares of mangroves in this federal area and 156 hectares in other parts of the Pacific. This is the first time in the history that such a big area of mangrove is, is uh, planting, reforestation, and is successful. So this was a very difficult uh, process because it's not easy to grow mangrove, it's swampy and all the conditions. So once the volunteers plant the trees, in a couple of weeks, the crops will be open holes in the ground, providing oxygen. And the first plants is gonna start to germinate. Usually the species they grow first is Lagoncularia racemosa, eh, which is called bottom eh, mangrove in English. And that's the first species of tree they grow. And then other species of mangrove or trees will come after. And more or less in a year, trees will be a meter tall. And little by little, species of animals like crocodiles, monkeys will come to live here. And we expect to see everything like it was before in 10 years. In 10 years, everything will look uh, like a regular mangrove, like nothing happened. This is a, people describe these ecosystems are resilient. They're adapting to different and hard conditions. And thanks to this project in Nispero, we can use their techniques, the work, and the experience to do projects like this in all over Costa Rica and to make something different, bigger, in hydrological reforestation. Wow, that's really fascinating because in 10 years, you actually have empirical evidence that mm -hmm. by starting at this grassroots level, literally of beginning, uh, you see the results in a decade. That's mm -hmm. amazing, and that gives hope that we can actually start to repair some of the uh, problems that we've seen, unfortunately, all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was in biology, it just made me think when I was in college and I was in biology class, we had in our lab, we had to go out to a creek uh, creek bed and fill up the uh, little beaker with creek water and mm. over the course of the semester watch the ecosystem unfold just from that water that soon there were little tadpoles and soon there were mm. little flowers or weeds little weeds coming up and then there were other things all happening mm. right there in that little beaker of creek mm -hmm. water so it must be really just so rewarding to be able to see how sustainability really works when people put a little sweat equity back into the planet, right? Yeah, exactly. All the community that live by this area start uh, taking, well, the, the trim farms uh, into mangrove again, planting trees, and all the ladies, they do fishing 
they were working and doing the nursery for the uh, baby trees and it's working. They seen in three years, they seen how the fish is getting bigger, how you see the, they increment the number of fish in the area. So it's, it's fascinating. And Melinji, tell us what is a mangrove? You talk about the mangroves. What, what does that mm-hmm. actually mean? Well, mangrove is an ecosystem that is in tropical areas. Uh, mangrove have characteristic like floated lands, brackish water, and it have mangrove trees. In Costa Rica, we have seven species of mangrove, and in the world, it's like 52 different species of mangrove. It's a very unique ecosystem with special conditions. Uh, when we have some endemic species like mangrove boa, mangrove warble, we have the smallest silky and eater in the world is here in the mangrove in Costa Rica. And it's super important because the things I mentioned before, producing oxygen, cleaning, um, or keeping, or fixing carbon into the ground, and many other things they do for us. It's very important ecosystem. It is very important. It, it, it's so uh, fragile, too, it sounds like. And the work of the people who are really players in our planet to keep things mm-hmm. going. Melinda, tell us again as we go to break what your website is, how people can get more information about what you do. And when we come back, you know, you would talk about the women getting into the water and doing all of these things. I, I want to talk more about women in Costa Rica and some of the programs that you have that team girls together to help protect the planet. Tell us again your website. Uh, sure. Uh, Milen Tours is uh, how you can find me on Instagram on Facebook. And yeah, that's pretty much. And mm-hmm. that's M-I-L-E-N Tours. Mm-hmm. Correct. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, I am here talking to Melenje from Costa Rica and I am looking forward to hearing more about what is going on in this country and how the entire population is getting involved, children and women, families, the people. So stay tuned. I think we can all learn something here. It's very important that we think about sustainability and conservation all over the world. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Whether you're traveling to points near or far or traveling on a life journey, every transition is an opportunity regardless of your stage of life. If you, a family member, or a loved one is looking to downsize, retire, or buy or sell a home, contact your trusted Mountain Community Advisor, Janet Oppenheimer, from Nest Realty in Asheville. As a senior real estate specialist, Janet will help and guide you through any life transition one step at a time. Contact Janet at nestrealty.com today, helping you find that perfect home to fit your next journey. Nest Realty. Tucked away on Costa Rica's Caribbean coast lies Pecuari Reserve. For more than 20 years, the nonprofit Ecology Project International has spearheaded the preservation of two iconic species there the leatherback sea turtle and the agami heron. Each year, researchers, volunteers, and local students work around the clock to help ensure each and every leatherback and agami egg is protected. Why? The survival of these species depends on it. Growing threats of climate change, microplastics, and erosion pose immense threats to the leatherback sea turtle, and Pecuari Reserve is home to one of the few known nesting colonies of this rare bird, 
making it an essential site for compiling data that will help us preserve it, protect it, and better understand it. Help support EPI's conservation efforts with a donation to the EveryEgg fundraiser, or consider joining EPI at Pequoia Reserve for a more hands-on experience. Visit ecologyproject.org slash everyegg for more information. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I am really so excited to be here today with Melenje Araja Masis from Costa Rica talking about her country and conservation efforts that are going on, sustainability. And Melenje, when I was there, I spoke to a number of local people who were telling me that you learn about conservation and the forest and the, the environment there in school when you're growing up. Uh, is that something that you would say helped move you in the direction that you chose to really be able to educate and and help guide people to understanding the ecosystem? Yeah, definitely. Uh, education starts when you're a kid. You see how the school works so much in recycling programs. And when my daughter, for example, she saw someone throwing garbage into the ground for first time, she was, oh, my God, mommy, what are they doing? So you can see, you can notice it, the best way to make a change is starting school in the little schools with the, kids. I love that. And I, I hope that other countries, hint, hint, could take an example of what's going on in Costa Rica and maybe mm. apply some of what you know already because you've mm. got a long history into the way that education is is and people are taught in other countries. So speaking of that, I want to talk more about some of the programs that you have there that really enable the kids, especially the children, to get involved in a bigger, broader understanding of what's around them. Tell us a little bit about some of these programs that are provided and and how they work. Sure. The government of Costa Rica is trying to work um or to be neutral carbon by 2030, using the Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations. And especially we focus on gender equality. Uh, most of the projects are led by women. Uh, the local or the goal 11 is focused on sustainability cities and communities. And goal number 10, 13 is focused on climate actions. There is an organization specialized uh, here called Kids Saving the Rainforest. This is a, an idea that start with kids making souvenirs, sell it to the tourists, and implement ideas how to save the rainforest. So one of the problems was the monkeys crossing on the ground and the monkeys getting electrocuted. So these kids saw the problematic, and by a simple solution, they start doing or putting uh, monkey bridges. There were cables they were putting on a special locations to do monkey bridges. And that organization grow up so much. They are now, they have a sanctuary. Uh, they have a, an area specialized in rehabilitation of animals. And the kids, they started a long time ago having this uh, project. Now they are in university or some of their are married. 
Mm -hmm. So this is a, a great example how kids can do something different just with, with a simple idea. That is so simple. And sometimes we overthink things, right? It's like, oh my gosh, we have to find a solution. And then they spend years mm -hmm. and years and years and years and years you know, uh, roundtable discussions, brainstorming ideas, and yet nothing gets done. And yet the children come up with ideas, they're implemented, mm -hmm. and now they go on. And what other kind of education programs do you have there that, uh, that are set up to help guarantee sustainability and, uh, and education, environmental education? Mm -hmm. Well, biophilia, it's a new project they born in 2020. It's an educational center. It also, it's a platform for investigation in a higher level because they come with uh, universities from the United States and they do, for example, investigation of quality water. And with the result, they take decisions to implement projects that protect the natural resources. And they work with the communities also. The main investigator is... Um, the master Jose Montero, who studied butterflies in Costa Rica and had writing, uh, written three books of butterflies in Costa Rica. Also, mm -hmm. well, I was going to say when you said the word butterflies, it just made me all a flutter because I remember mm -hmm. I just had that vision. But do go on. <laughs> See, sure, the, the butterflies are super important and the indicators of healthy ecosystem. And just by taking care of our garden, we can do. A little place for the butterflies to come and get nectar and have a rest. So it's very interesting what they do in embryophilia. This is Saint Manuel Antonio, and they're specializing in make conscience on people and educate since the little kids to to people from all ages. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about being a responsible tourist. Uh, you know, and, and and look at volunteer programs. How people can get involved. Is that something that uh, this center encourages for people when they come there? Yeah, sure. You can, um, they come and they teach you about everything is solar panels and they don't have, uh, they have dry toilets. You know what that is? They don't use water or soap. And also they, um, they do recycle programs and uh, they have a big plan of education uh, for the schools and communities around them. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like they really want to be able to guarantee that this education around sustainability and the environment is something that is going to be taught so people can understand better how they can do it themselves when they when they go when they go off. And I wanted to talk too a little bit about just talking about tour guides overall, because I noticed one thing when I was traveling through Costa Rica that there are a lot of tour guides uh, mm -hmm. that you can uh, really get off the beaten path by having somebody, a local especially, show you what's out there. Give us a little bit of an idea of what official tour guides do. And it's not just walking around and showing people. It's so mm -hmm. much deeper than mm -hmm. that. Exactly. It's many guys, but uh, for example, we have an organization called Manuel Antonio Official Tour Guys. This is a leader by a woman, Karen Castillo, and the organization do volunteer programs. They clean the beaches. Uh, they do environmental education with the schools, investigations in areas like birds, crabs. Uh, there are 25 members, uh, guys. They're all natur naturalist guys and professional who love their job and transmit the importance of ecosystem, sustainability, 
to every tourist they come to Manuel Antonio National Park. Well, I definitely recommend that people when they're traveling through Costa Rica to go there because there's there is so much going on and when we come back from the break I want to talk more about you Melinda you are in you know as as I guess you could say you're like right there in in the middle of it all you uh not only are a naturalist and you know the ecosystem and uh, you're also a guide. You're also, you have your own company. You're an entrepreneur. So, and you're a woman. You talk about gender equality. And uh, I want to talk more about that when we come back from the break. But I also want to see if maybe you could give us some tips on ways that we can make a difference. You know, they say it takes a village. A lot of times people say, well, you know, there's nothing I can really do on my own, but there probably is, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people think I'm only one person, I will make the difference, but you can do it. Like the, the example of the kid saving the rainforest, simple idea, uh, cleaning your backyard, do reforestation program nearby where you live. Uh, that, that's another example. The Jacanas group is a, a group of women that they do reforestation because they like birds. So they plant some trees that attract birds, and that's simple. You guarantee space for some birds, or you can go and clean the beach. When you go to the beach on Sunday, you take a plastic bag and you take everything with you. And uh, using bottle plastic or, or one single use it, don't use it. Use buy an, a little expensive one and use it many times. There's many simple things that we can do. Well, when we come back from the break, let's let's dive deeper into some of these simple things that we can do and and look at a way that we right here on Speaking of Travel can create our own eco village to learn and educate. So thank you, Melinda, for being uh, for being here with us on Speaking of Travel, and I'll look forward to coming back and, and learning more. This is Marilyn Ball. We will be right back. Hello, fellow travel lovers. This is Toby Brown with Outdoor Africa. You may have heard me on Speaking of Travel in the past, as Marilyn and I love to get together and talk about all the exciting things happening with travel in Africa, particularly safari travel. If those conversations have piqued your interest, then I have some exciting news. Marilyn and I have put our heads together and come up with a fantastic safari to South Africa, and we want you to join us. This coming March 2023, we will be traveling to some of the great parks in northern South Africa to see the stunning wildlife and beautiful landscapes and then jumping down to Cape Town for wine, penguins, and Table Mountain. So if a small group safari is on your bucket list, then visit speakingoftravel.net to learn more, or contact me directly at toby at outdoor-africa.com, or by phone at 828-216-1515. That's 828-216-1515. Join us on Safari. We can't wait to safari with you. Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures. 
Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And I have to say, my trip to Costa Rica obviously was a game changer for me. I've never been someplace where there is just so much conservation and sustainability and uh, just a lifestyle of, I don't know, it just seems seems very relaxed. And I'm here today with my guest, Melenje Araja Masis. She is a naturalist. She is an entrepreneur. Uh, she's a guide. And Melenje, it is just so, uh, it's just so exciting for me to be here with you on Speaking of Travel, having you as my guide uh, with my family, being able to learn so much about your country. Give us an idea of I know this is kind of out there, but give me an idea of how you feel when you are with people from another country and you're showing them and telling them about your country. How do you feel as a person being in that kind of situation? Well, I feel very proud to have the opportunity to meet people from all over the world. And I feel that I have a big responsibility to give a little seat of in every person about conservation. And I try to connect how important this ecosystem is for them. Even doesn't matter how far they live, everything is connected and it's important for everybody. So I think it's a responsibility when I'm on a tour and transmit people the importance of every ecosystem is my job. Well, that's so important. It's almost like it's you as a person or your own sustainable source of knowledge and education uh, that you're passing on to to other people, and hopefully they'll take a little bit of that home with them. Let's talk a little bit about that. You had said before the break a couple of ideas that people could could actually implement recycling. That's so simple. It seems like mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. a what a common sense idea, and yet it is still not something that happens all over the world. Just like the leave no trace concept. You know, you mm-hmm. carry things in, carry mm-hmm. them out. Exactly. What are some other things that you witness yourself that you see that people could actually, hey, if you did this, it would impact this? Mm-hmm. Sure, you can do, well, more than separate the garbage. Do not buy things that are wrapped in plastic. Uh, you can use... Um, you can use the water responsible. In Costa Rica, we have so much water, sometimes people waste it a lot. So use it in the correct way and also move in public transportation. We have good service and, and sometimes in house we have four cars. You can use one car one day, another car another. Simple things like this help the uh, ecosystem and help the planet, the pollution, turn off the lights, buy it off in the farmer market where local people produce their food. That's also a good idea. And things like this are simple. Like, for example, I'm going to talk a little bit about my friend Milo, that he have a sea turtle nest. He was doing tours for years in the mangrove area, showing people the animals. And one day he realized the sea turtles were nesting in front of his house. 
So he start protecting the, he make a little nursery we help with the government and he start protecting the baby, uh, the, the eggs because in Costa Rica it's legal to eat them. Some of them. So people uh, usually eat sea turtles. So he start buying it, he start putting together and protect it. And now all the community of Damas Island is involved in protecting the baby turtles. By protecting the baby uh, turtles, increase the, the number of, of possibilities to see more turtles in the future. And that's a great simple action that he did. He made. He doesn't get anything from anybody. He just wants to help the planet like this. I think people forget sometimes, Melange, that that can be so impactful that it's just sometimes common sense. It's just being mm -hmm. a human being and seeing that here's something, here's a solution that we can do. I've even... Uh, you know, there are many times where I hear of people who, you know, they take rocks and shells and things out uh, uh, for for a souvenir. Mm -hmm. And yet it's like a spider web. You take one thing, one element, and it can affect a ripple effect of so many things. Yeah, the the sea shells are super important for the calcium. They need to uh, other animal species like hermit crabs need the calcium for these shells. And in the airport, there was a time where we were three tons of shells from people trying to take shells home. So all this is uh, essential materials that the ocean needs and animals need as a house. So yes, yeah, simple things like that is super important. It is super important. And yet, you know, I have to just think that people aren't educated. They, they just don't know these things. So that's why it's so important to... Uh, you know, to do your research before you go to another country, especially a country that is so fragile and uh, and carries the weight for so many, for the world, really, when you think mm -hmm. about it, in some of the uh, ecosystem that you have that has to be sustained and, and conserved for future generations, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you mentioned the key. If people don't know the impact they're doing, they're going to still doing it. So, uh, environmental education works and starting the school, but people can learn it even when they're old. Everybody can learn. You don't know what the impact you're doing. You just keep doing what you're doing. So it's super important. All these ideas help the planet and it works. It seems to work. And you have empirical evidence, actually, that it does work because you're seeing the mangroves reappear and start to grow mm -hmm. again. And uh, I heard a story about the the macaws, the birds, uh -huh. that they mm -hmm. had also been endangered, and now they're back uh, through mm -hmm. through efforts to make sure that people are educated and to to bring back. Mm -hmm. I mean, just those foundations are so important for everybody. So, what would you recommend, Melange, when people come to Costa Rica? Uh, to be able to make that trip the most impactful as mm -hmm. as possible. Yeah, of course, they visit and support some of these small projects like uh, projects of conservation, the kids saving the rainforest, the marine conservation. You know what they do? They do reforestation of coral reefs in the ocean. So you can support all these little ideas uh, by coming here, visiting, reading about it, and learning about it, and do a little donation. Uh, that's making a, a, a tourist an impact in, in, in a positive way. Mm -hmm. It's very important. Well, I can't thank you enough, Melange, for being here with me on Speaking of Travel, and I'd love to have you back another time. 
and talk more. There's just so much, there's so much to learn about this incredible country and the people there. And, and really it sets a tone that the more we know, the more we can bring back and contribute to our own backyard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for having me. And I hope a little, the people get interested more in Costa Rica and all these projects and they come visit us and, and support all these ideas and reply this in their homes and, and do a local project in their community to help the squirrels or to help the birds around. So it's, that's the idea. We save the planet for future generations and they have a, a better place than we have now. Pura Vida. Pura Vida. Well, thank you so much. And also tell us again how we can get in touch with you. Well, you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, like Milan Tours, and I will give you all the links and projects that we can support and help by well, visiting Manuel Antonio. Well, thank you so much. And, and I just want to give you a little shout out because I have been to your Instagram and I can tell you those photos that you have are so beautiful. You just really have such an eye. And, and we were thrilled when we were there that you were able to point out so many different species to us and, and we were able to bring home those memories. So thank you again. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing you on another visit. Absolutely. Welcome anytime. And everybody's welcome to visit Costa Rica. Well, thank you, Melende, for being on Speaking of Travel. You know, here at Speaking of Travel, we're committed to doing our part to educate and help provide information on how we can all work together to preserve and protect our natural world. You know, we all need water to drink and air to breathe and food. We all need the food. So let's begin reducing our ecological footprint and try to put less demand on the natural world. Buy local, support your farmers, recycle, leave no trace. The most important goal of conservation is to allow resources to continue for the future. The key is sustainability. So do what you can do today. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 